0: Stand clear. 100% Wild Podcast. So for all you listeners.
1: Hello and welcome
0: to... Definitely not not your favorite favorite. outdoor podcast.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. We're powered by DeerCast. This is episode number 343. And across the wooden desk... Well, there sits one Mr. Matt Drury. I like
0: to think of it as a bar. And across the bar for me is Mr. Tim Chelswick. Bellied up. And uh, we have a special guest in studio today.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we got Chris Probe. So Chris killed a giant of a Missouri whitetail buck here recently. And on our Like you and I right now, Matt, are kind of doing a tour of people who kill deer.
0: Yes. Because (laughs) we we are not those people. (laughs) And I don't think it's, I think it's safe to say that'll be one of the largest, if not the largest typicals in Missouri this year. Wouldn't you say, Chris?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, it was awesome. (laughs) I don't really know what to say. It was a main seven by seven frame. So you don't. A, a typical twelve was one thing, but a typical fourteen is a whole other story. Yeah, um, you know he had six extra kickers, so he was I think twenty scoreable points. It was it was he awesome. Looked like a picket fence. He did walking yeah, through that field. He was a wall of tines. He was a wall of tines last year too, and uh, it was a deer that we knew was younger last year, and mm-hmm. we knew we had to pass him and uh it paid off <laughs>
0: so he went 191 191 close, yeah. 191 mm-hmm. and uh the sadir like you said you guys have plenty of history you passed him several times correct last year didn't you guys
1: or somebody passed him the year before too yeah or? so my filming partner my hunting partner joe or he took mm-hmm. his son brantley in uh, around thanksgiving second youth season of 2021 and he passed like every big up-and-comer we had that morning i felt terrible because wow. he's seven years old and i oh. said hey man Shoot whatever. Just if you see a sure. big up and comer, and sadly, it was that. And it was every single up and comer that morning. He passed, and this deer was a clean two year old ten point with forked D ones. And um, at the time, I was just like, "Oh, that's a pretty buck." And next year, it took me some time to figure out what deer it was, mm-hmm. and the deer blew like fifty to sixty inches. Oh. It was just incredible, man.
0: So when you're you know, when you're, you guys have a great farm there, but it's not like it's some gigantic track. You're right, just trying yeah. to manage the best. that And Missouri can be tough. Sure. Gun seasons typically wipe out oh, yeah. a <laughs> lot of, you know, whatever you're trying to pass. That yep. uh, happened to me
1: last year, actually. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, because last year was kind of a tough
1: season, right? Yeah, I had just an awful season last year. So, Joe and I, I started hunting. <laughs> we started hunting hard. Um, the first sit of the year, I clipped a buck low and missed him. Um started hunting late october getting pictures of a giant Mm -hmm. that moved in and uh was getting him every day and just we hunted him every day for like two weeks straight and i just kept telling him what do i do he's he's here but the deer lived in a really small portion of the farm where i wasn't running into any of my other bucks Mm -hmm. um and we hunted him and he got killed the first day of gun season by the neighbor so and i think that deer was just a shade over 180 big massive six and a half year old deer he was just a stud but and then it was just a mouse you know playing a mouse was it where cat, mouse. cat mouse game. Sorry. The rest of late season, trying to catch up with another deer.
0: So, you know, so how many times I know your dad passed him a couple of times. So, mm-hmm. so we should roll back a little bit. Jeff probes, your, your father right. works for white properties. He's was a jury outdoors team member as were you for years and years sure. and years. One of the, Jeff was one of the OGs. Yeah. He's one of the guys walking out in Mossy Oak and one of the Turkey titles yeah. on the <laughs> yeah. spring. He's walking yeah. out in the camo. One of those kind of guys. Yeah. So, a long
1: time ago. So
0: he, he passed him a few times. Correct, And then you passed him a couple of times.
1: Yeah, he passed him. Um, and he was kind of on the fence with it at first because mm-hmm. he, he, we have on our farm, there's obviously two strands of deer genetics. Like we have a larger body genetic and then most of our real top end bucks seem to be smaller body genetics. Like just, they are, I mean, I've shot five-year-old deer that look like three-year-olds mm. and this deer, it was kind of hard to wrap around 170 inch three-year-old in that area. You know, some places like Iowa or particular wisconsin illinois kansas it's a little bit easier to grasp that um but where we were it was man this is a 170 inch three-year-old you know like i don't know and so he was kind Meaning, of on the fence the, the, the,
0: i don't know is is he really a three is he really a three-year-old yeah. yeah
1: so we and knowing about that strand of genetics that is smaller bodied it was i don't know if I'm, i can pass him and i'm like well i i believe he's three and a half and i told him Basically, I talked enough trash to him the entire time <laughs> that we've got to pass this deer. And, I like that. <laughs> and he, he, so he, he said, I don't know if I'm going to pass him. And the funny thing is we quit naming deer years ago. Yeah. And then we got to where we were, ah, that, that wide 10, that split G2 buck, this and that. So we started naming deer again. And he named this deer Bob Lee Swagger from the movie shooter because he said he's a shooter yeah so it's the dumbest name ever in the history of naming deer but we called him bob lee bls yeah bls and um he said i don't know if i'm gonna pass him he wouldn't commit to it at first and then opening day of rifle season last year the deer pops out the first buck he sees Uh. (laughs) and the footage from from whitetail properties is hilarious because they were filming it and you can see him glassing him and he's watching him and he's like man he's he's awesome i don't know and I don't know. And then screw it. I'm killing him. And the gun goes out <laughs> yeah. the window and then I guess he starts hearing me chirping in his ear and he doesn't, the deer came back out again and, uh, and he passed him again. So it worked out great for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was almost a team sport. To yeah. Tell this but he passed him three times before I ever passed him. Yeah. So, and then I knew like, there's no way I could slip up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like- <laughs> so I've, I've just ran my mouth constantly. <laughs> about it. So it was, you know, I'm definitely going to have to pass him and it wasn't hard. Like, I didn't know if it would be. The first time I saw him, he was in the timber around Thanksgiving weekend. And then um, I saw him a ton late season. But I passed him twice. Once at, like, 35. The other one was borderline pass because he was 45, 50 yards. Mm -hmm. So, but.
0: Well, so it's kind of a testament to having, and it's tough because the neighbor, just like the deer you were after, you know, a neighbor can shoot them. You get to the rut, you get to gun season, which is basically on the rut and they're just, their circles are getting bigger and bigger. That's a tough, you know, that's a tough cookie. (laughs) Oh
1: yeah. And you know, the one neighbor was on the same page as I'm going to pass him. In fact, he told me he'd passed him, I think early November. Um, but the, you know, I can't, all the neighbors, the deer was a roamer. Like it's, he's luckily, lucky he didn't get killed last year. Yeah. Cause he just, he had a small core at first and then like any three and a half year old deer, it was everywhere. Yeah. And so that was the worry this year was trying to kill him early before he started to roam. Yeah. So, but because his core was the same as last year. So
0: did you guys find any sheds? Did you know? Unfortunately,
1: no, we, we, uh, we had him every day coming out into a bean field, like all the way into March carrying and um just we searched and searched and searched and we never found a sheds. that's
0: amazing that a late one that sheds late can then pick up that much you know time yeah. length and mass yeah and that short, short growing season time. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy
1: yeah he uh he definitely and i had told my dad last year i said you know if we pass this deer the jump he made from two to three from three to four um you know, he, he could easily make 190 close to 200 and he did. He was 191. You
2: think if you would have shot him later in the season, he would have gotten a 200.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's as big as he's ever going to (laughs) get. That's that's what I always think.
0: So it's crazy to think he's a four-year-old. Yeah. So once you killed him and you're up on him, you, you for sure thought, yeah, this is a
1: four-year-old. Oh, I I knew going into it, my mind, hundred percent he's a four-year-old, but I've never even had an opportunity at a deer like that. So, We what was your biggest? I shot a 180 in 2017 with a rifle, okay. Um, but I had never in my life had an opportunity to hunt a deer like this. So, I mean, we try to shoot five and a half year old deer at least, mm-hmm. but I'm sorry, I'm not passing <laughs> a 190 class deer yeah. that just because he's one year younger. Yeah. Um, I don't hunt a, a super farm where everybody around us is in agreement that we're sure. going to pass a buck of a lifetime, yeah, yeah. you know, it just... I guess some people are willing to take that risk. I wasn't. How many acres are you talking here, your piece? Well, the part we hunt, I mean, there's a lot of tillable to the to the farm, the way it lays. But, you know, the huntable acres is about mm, 400, so little over 400. it's a big track. It's a nice, yeah, it's, it's a big track. Um, but, you know, it's it's a lot of tillable the way it lays. It lays kind of in one chunk. Um, but it's a big piece. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But, but it's, 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 it's not like an 80-acre piece. He's not going to be staying there. But no, the deer was on two or three different farms last year other than ours so um when you don't have any
0: acreage 80 acres seems like a lot when you have 80 acres Mm -hmm. you know 250 seems like a lot you know and and so on and so forth 400 seems like a lot but i've i've like uh the one of the leases i have 300 something acres it the huntable part it doesn't seem
1: like much of anything <laughs> right yeah <laughs> I, mean, I mean we technically lease more but that's the huntable portion yeah. of mm-hmm. it is a little over 400 acres yeah.
2: well especially if you have trigger happy neighbors then it feels really small
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and and every deer it, is on the fence sure yeah. and that's the way it always it's like a <laughs> goblin turkey they're always on the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> but you know the way the farm lays and and we're lucky, lucky we have we have good neighbors and nobody's shooting smaller deer mm-hmm. But nobody's passing that deer. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no question, yeah. and and I can't knock anybody that would have shot him last year, even yeah, at sure. that age. I mean, a hundred and seventy inch deer is a That's deer of a lifetime. Insane. Yeah, So yeah, as a it, you know, it even I, I just if if our one of our neighbors would have shot him, would I have been bummed that he was gone and I couldn't hunt him this year? Sure, but it's a giant, you yeah. know. So,
0: yeah, that's, that's, that's tough too. I mean, there's only a handful of guys probably, you know, that are passing them at four at that point right. at that size. And that's a, a group that
1: would have multiple landowners around you. That- and guys that have probably more than likely shot a deer yeah, that yeah. size already. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, if you would shot a bunch of them, then I get taking the risk yeah. of, of letting that happen. But if you haven't just you know kill him. <laughs>
2: well this kind of gets back to the point Roger Raglin made a couple episodes yeah. ago he was like shoot what makes you happy. Absolutely. Like we, we we almost feel compelled to have to explain the calculus behind why we ended up killing a deer. Sure. Uh and and, and really it could be as simple as I was really excited about that buck. Oh, as yeah. Roger said
1: cuz I wanted to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Well you know and and the 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 bar has changed over the years. You know years ago when guys were shooting three and a half year old bucks, nobody said a word. Then it was four and a half year old. Yeah. Now it's, now there's times people look down on you for shooting a five year yeah. old. And it's like, where does it end? Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy. Just trying to catch up to one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm
2: not even going to play that game. Yeah. I just cannot. Yeah. Um. So, so then take us back to kind of your plan around the hunt itself. Were okay. you Was he daylighting on,
1: on your uh, trail cams or
2: like, how did you decide to go
1: hunt? that? So. Thing? During the summer, I had just flooded his core with cameras and I think I got the first picture July 9th okay. and it was daytime. And he was still very early in his growing stages. Um, if at, actually when I first got, I was like, man, he, 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 looks about the same as last year and then he just kept growing. Mm-hmm. And so he, um, but I, I, I got, I had gotten his picture on, I think six or seven different cameras. And mm-hmm. I probably had I think 10 cameras in about a 70 acre. I mean, mm-hmm. his main core from last year. And I started getting him more consistent on one in particular. And that was the camera I actually was like really focused on that area because I had him so many times last year, daylight there. Um, and just the pictures start rolling in, he's growing. And then, you know, you start strategizing about how you're going to hunt this deer. Mm-hmm. The biggest downfall for early season for us is two things. One, our, our farm is in standing corn so and the coves are you know they plant all the way to the timber um i always joke that they drag the planter through the timber if they could so there's not a whole lot to hunt there um, unless there's deer damage or just you know bad growth and then rain we didn't get squat for food plots i mean we planted and we carved in new plots for this deer in particular and just got no rain it yeah. had one rain on it and then never again and it just it seems like you'd see a big cell coming and it split, split and go right around it. Yeah. every what, single what time what part of missouri are you in? northeast missouri okay yeah
0: so so no the no food plots no green growth no no <laughs> so what are you doing because did you hunt them in the timber or what i saw a little bit of the footage but yeah I, so what what was the strategy going into that night then
1: well that night we had already hunted him i hunted him opening day first and what we did was joe and i went in and uh we actually because this buck was cutting through there's lots of coves the way this farm lays and he was cutting across these coves and the one i was getting him in the most he went through at 8 30 that morning and i was like dude we got the wind we're gonna just sit out in the corn in a panel blind and uh, brush it in and if he walks through like he did so we you got were on him. the ground. We on it, yeah, we were on the ground. That was opening day. And the buck actually went to the cove south of us and daylighted on opening day. And then I went to Florida for a little bit for work, came back and started hunting him again. But just it was, I mean, we had all that big warm up, you know, and yeah. south winds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he just went to where he didn't wasn't daylighting at all. Plus, all the acorns started dropping, and there was just no reason for him to to move really. Um, and then the spot where I actually killed him that was the first place we ever got his picture last year. Um, And we got it there one time and then he never came back for till the rut. Um, Mm -hmm. But around, I don't know, the 23rd, 25th of September, I started getting the pictures of a new older buck that was there last year that had no velvet pictures of this year that had moved in the same area. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of had this hunch that he had moved east. And um, so I went in that morning, uh, October the 6th, I went in this cove. Pulled the card and there he is. That morning he was in there. And then he, I'd look back and he daylighted on the 28th of September. Okay. And so the strategy was that we're gonna hunt this cove. We had the right wind the next four nights. Um, we sat there the first night, passed a real pretty buck. And then, but the cove was nothing. Like it was the corn didn't almost start until a hundred yards out. So the cove was nothing, probably about stubble about, I don't know, 12, 14, 16 inches. Yeah. And it was overtaken by like four foot high foxtail. And so I called the farmer and said, Hey, can I go in there and mow that foxtail out? And he said, yeah, as long as there's not a bunch of corn in there. And and there wasn't, um, I wish there was (laughs) because it's legal in Missouri to have that, but there wasn't, it was just nothing but stubble. So we mowed all that foxtail out, slid a blind over into the field and we sat there the next three nights and. And on the fourth night, I killed him. That's when so I shot So what
0: him. kind of blind? Ground blind or a box I did blind? box blind. So rolled in a box blind. And so that didn't wig him out? Or? No,
1: the box blind was already sitting off to the field edge. Yeah. We just moved it out of the way so they could okay. plant. Yeah. And after we mowed all that out, we just pulled it back over there into the middle. How
0: close to the to the edges were you with the box blind?
1: To the edge of the timber? Yeah. Prob- I think it was like 65 yards. So when he came out, he was almost in range as soon as he popped out. I think mm-hmm. it was like 60 yards. Um, but he looked at the blind one time. Didn't seem to care. Um, now, granted, we had a, he, we had a picture of him as well after we'd already moved the blind out. And he had been out there, I think, two nights previous. Gotcha. But, so he's already seen it. Yeah. You know, the blind had been there. But, yeah, it, it didn't seem to bother him.
0: So, strategy of, of going 65 yards out, what are you thinking? Not getting too close to the edge? Or where you saw yeah. where he was crossing the cove? Sure. Or? No,
1: it was just kind of getting back a little bit and letting him work, too. The bad thing with this spot is, all the corn was behind us. So like when I say it's foxtail, it's literally nothing but foxtail. So there's no, really no food there for them to feed in. Um, So the deer had to feed past you to get to the corn. corn. So it was, my thinking was, I don't want to get it too close because they're going to get downwind too fast. So it was, let's put this as far back as we can. And we left, you know, some stubble that led up to the corn just to show the farmer what was still left, you know? And, um, but yeah, the, the, whole thought process was let's not put it too close because they're going to have to walk past us to get to sure. the corn
0: wind blowing to the corn
1: went well yeah straight it was out of face. the north northwest so it was straight in our face um and most of the deer historically when they come out of this cove they tend to swing west um sometimes they do go east we had a couple deer come in and, and go east but majority of the time when they come out of the cove they come out of the the, the north end of it and they'll swing east okay. out of it. so the the setup was perfect if they did what they do normally.
2: Yeah. So what time did you end up getting in the blind?
1: Cause he showed up pretty late. Yeah. We got in, um, I don't know, a little after five, right? Like five okay. o'clock or so. I mean, we weren't getting in too early, you know, the, the weather was good, but it was, we had, we hadn't been seeing much movement for early movement. So I mm-hmm. think we were a little after five when we got in and then he came out at like six 45, something okay. like that, you know? So 15, 20 minutes before dark before probably legal was how long did it take him to work your way? Pretty quick. I mean, he came out and he started working a licking branch um, and the there was deer that had moved to the left of us. So when he came out he started working a licking branch and you know Joe and I are communicating about because the windows were up mm-hmm. and um, we had sat the night before with the windows down and actually was getting a little bit of backdraft every once in a while. so we decided to leave the windows up. Um, so Joe had to you know he's filming with one hand and it's on his side and he's gonna pull the window down for me. Um, but he was pretty quick. Like he spotted the other deer. There was another little buck and some does to our left. And, um, he immediately started going to them. So he came out, looked at the blind, looked at the deer and then started going left. So game on. within a couple minutes, you know, it was pretty quick.
2: And, and you had said something like one day I want to see, I want to say, I want to look up literally right before that.
1: I mean, we, I, we had filmed some deer and we were talking about it. Cause I kept telling Joe, I said, buddy, he's due to daylight. Like I have no daylight pictures of him since the 28th of September. <laughs> And now it's October the 9th. And this was a deer that had daylighted pretty frequently until then, um, back and forth. I mean, he had hit he had spurts, but uh, I looked over at him and in the interview, I said, one day we're going to look up. He's going to be coming right at us. And it was like 15, 20 minutes later. Mm. There he was. This so, is that this day. It was that day. The it worked out great. It became what's, a reality. It like? Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. Normally it doesn't work out that way. Yeah. But uh, like it was awesome. That's, time, that's why we keep going. Look like <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. You have 99
1: uh sits with nothing and then it just takes one so you're telling right me that you're just, exactly. <laughs> exactly exactly and that's how it was last year we just kept saying it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and it never did happen yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: that's pretty uh it's a pretty special story so you're so he's coming at you you make the shot shots
1: touch back. yeah i knew i hit him back and, and when people see the footage the deer is for me he's not as quartering to as As the the footage looks camera guys, camera guys filming out this way. I'm shooting this way. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's definitely a little bit quartering to for me, but not as much as it looks. And when he comes out, you know, I tried to stop him a couple different times and he wouldn't, but then he was about to get out of my window Mm -hmm. and this window was up and I was confident that I could make the shot. It was 35. It was like 30, 35 yards. It wasn't like it was a 50 yard shot. It was probably around 30, a little Mm -hmm. over 30. And, um, You know, I was confident I could make the shot, but the problem is I probably should have just let a couple more inches than what I did because he just right as I tried to time it as you know, was taking his steps. And as the shot went off, he took one more step and that's where I hit him back. And, you know, I immediately, I was sick because the arrow, I could tell it looked like it didn't have good penetration, Mm. but what it did is when it went in, his back leg was forward and the arrow drove in through the, it hit the back of the liver back through him and then hit the off leg and came back out. So, the penetration was good, but, you know, to the naked eye, it was like, oh, no, like no, pen- no you, you penetration. You would never
2: guess that from watching. It looked yeah. like it's, it's just, you know, maybe a few inches worth of penetration. Yeah, no, it just it
1: went all the way through. Yeah, I mean, I've never not blown through a deer shooting them, uh, unless I hit like an off-shoulder quarter in a mm-hmm. way or something. That's, what what draw weight are you shooting? I think it was on 66 or 7 pounds. Okay. But I pretty much every animal I've ever shot, I've blown through, no mm-hmm. problem. And uh, But this one, it just, it hit that off leg and came back okay. out. But... It, it, if you watch it, it looks like I get terrible penetration. You Which know, is a yeah. sleepless night. Oh God! <laughs> like here's the deer. <laughs> it it the was big, bad. <laughs> yeah, biggest
0: deer of my life, and yeah. I got just a few inches. It's not ideal,
1: right? What do we do next? And that, and you'll hear it in Which the footage. That's weird. what I said: is I got terrible penetration because I could see the arrow hanging. But you know, when we found it, the arrow, you know. Just this far below the fletching was all blood all the way up it. Yeah. So you could see it went all the way in. And when he's running off, he's carrying that back leg because yep. the arrow drove in and hit this. back so leg. So does
0: the arrow fly? Does it pop
1: out while it did. off? No, he carried it all the way into the timber. Hmm. So, so, so backed out right away? Yeah, it hit and then started coming back out.
0: Well, did you guys? I oh, mean, yeah, immediately. Yeah.
1: We stayed until pitch black dark. Yeah, And uh, actually, the way we would have needed to go, we would have walked right past him. So luckily, we... Actually, my dad was like, I was calling him and telling him on the phone. He goes, back way out. And this is a big, big tillable field. Mm. And we walked through all the corn. The corn. Yeah, yeah. To get out. Because Joe actually, I wasn't even thinking this. He's like, hey, and he pulled up his an aerial. And he's like, they always plant these rows the same way. And then, boom, we walked through the cross rows first. And we hit rows going all the way to the to the truck. So, it wasn't too bad. But, yeah, we came back and reviewed it and started checking out Deercast track. Which, honestly, is one of the coolest features on DeerCast because i went through i don't know how many hits that were similar mm-hmm. to mine um and getting opinions and then you know we texted a lot of people that have been on a lot of track yeah, jobs yeah. obviously as, as you do and but yeah we were going to give him minimum you know 14 15 hours you when it went in and that's what you guys did we did and so we gave the deer 15 hours and um he had just died like, that's the bad part about it. I hate for, you yeah, know, take that long, but he was loose as can be. Like, yeah. you would have thought I just shot him. So, and when people see it, they'll probably wonder, like, did he shoot? No, we literally walked up. I found my arrow and Joe was filming me talking about the arrow. My dad's standing five, six yards behind me. And he looked up and seen him laying there. The deer didn't go 70 wow. yards.
0: That So, in, in a situation like that, when you hit, hit him a little further back, when you back out and let it and just wait it out, you hate to do it. Your patience is, you gotta, you gotta really rely on patience, but he stayed in his first bed.
1: Yeah. He died in his first bed,
0: which that's the, that's the issue. You go yep. in after yeah. him right mm-hmm. away. You're going to push him and push him. You won't have blood. Yep. So then you, you, the real issue is, you know, right. it, unless you have a dog or a tracking dog that could go off sure. the scent, you kind of, you're kind of just looking for a body. It makes he, it extremely tough.
1: And you know, this is only the second animal in my life that I've had to leave overnight. Um, so I, I, you know, not to sound cocky or air, I didn't have, have a whole lot of experience mm. hitting a deer there. Um, so I wasn't really sure what to expect as far as blood. Now we found a couple drops right where he ran in, and then there was the arrow, and then there was the deer. Yeah. But the biggest thing is, there is we didn't have to walk past him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we got out. We had the wind. We went way around. Yeah. And that was the biggest. Biggest help in that factor.
2: It's a great confirmation that you did the right thing. Yeah, because I mean, even if you waited twelve hours, right, and go back in, you're probably still pushing.
1: Yeah, and that was the fear. And you know, I don't, I don't know how long it takes for him to stiffen up an hour, hour I have and a half. To idea. I mean, I'm not quite sure, but he must have just died.
0: And we've had a few track jobs so far this year on the team that that. They went in, they gave him plenty of time, went in, and deer was still alive, you know, and, and they'd have to
1: back back out. Mm-hmm. And it's just not a great situation to be in. No, and you don't want to be in there. And you, look, you want to make the best shot you can make, obviously. But yeah. things happen. And, yep. you know, and people need to think about that sometimes. And when it happens, just give them plenty of time, you, you know, know just don't rush it. Obviously, there's times where it's warm. Like, luckily, it was in the 30s that night. Um, it got up to, it was down like 36 or so. It actually frosted. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just give them time. They'll die and just then they you won't bump them. Yeah. We've
2: talked before even about how the orientation of the broadhead as mm-hmm. it enters the body oh, can yeah. make a difference, whether it's going in vertically oh, or yeah. horizontally yeah. and what that's going to slice as it's going through. And no, absolutely. It, it's amazing how many ways there are that, that cha- like every track job is different.
0: Yep. And and Mark, I've heard him say, it, and I forget who told him, but an inch can cost you a mile. Mm. And it is it is amazing. Sure. You're like, oh, when you're pro- you know practicing at home you're like oh you know it's that's pretty good group it's good decent enough. right good enough you know it's a big body it's a big body of a deer to it's a big target it's not it could you could screw it up a bunch of different well, ways. and like
1: this scenario where i shot the deer just two inches left and i'd have blown all the way through him yeah you know and you had an entry and an exit yeah. going out of him so it, it just goes to show you like you said just a, just an inch or two makes a difference yeah so
0: well, congratulations! Well, thank that's you. Awesome. I appreciate a long it. Long time you've been
1: still on a cloud nine. Yeah, running, that's you for should sure. be. Yeah. And
0: and this isn't you know you've been hunting as a young kid with yeah. your dad. I remember editing some of the first hunts. You know, going out west, elk hunting. Yeah. Like you guys have been at it a long, long time. Yeah. So, this is
1: my. 26 year bow hunting so you yeah, must be old i'm getting old 30 Jeez. i'll be thirty. I'm 37 oh. so i'm getting old
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, i feel sorry for him <laughs> <That is old.
1: laughs> yeah, but, i
0: mean that's you know it's a long time coming and it's one of those things where you, you know you see a lot of people kill big deer mm-hmm. and there are a lot more big deer now than there were, than oh, yeah. there were when we were younger sure. but it's still not easy to kill a big deer yeah. no is the is the whole point if you aren't
1: where they're at you sure as hell aren't gonna kill. <laughs> go. and you know and a deer of this size, I think I've seen two or three my entire life. Yeah, and I, one was my dad. I filmed I him. He shot a one ninety five in yeah. Iowa. The other one was in Iowa. Yeah, I so there's that. been three or four my entire life that I've seen of this size. You know,
0: I edited the one. I'm trying to think. It was on Dream Season
1: six. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it was dream season six and it was a one ninety five that he shot in Iowa. Ironically, he liver shot him too. (laughs) And your dad's a great shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're both great shots. Yeah. But that deer was dead within minutes. Like we, when we got down, we could see him laying, but he was like, I'm not going over there. No way.
2: Chris, for your shot process, um, was this, did this deer feel any different just given kind of the magnitude of who he was versus a buck or a, a
1: doe that you shot in the past? I definitely had a lot more pressure on me i think when he came out like i was like oh my god there he is Mm -hmm. you know um and i've been fortunate to shoot a lot of nice deer over the years but there was something about when he came out it was like don't screw this up you know just Mm. a different ballgame. yeah it was a whole different like when i hit him there was no excitement it was just straight up worry you know about and you can hear joe in there you hit him in the back of the liver or whatever he says like he's dead and and I knew the deer would die, but it was just like, man, I was so nervous because- A lot could still go wrong. Right. You could still go in and bump him coyotes coyotes bump him or anything. Um, But it was one of those scenarios to where, um, yeah, immediately I was, you could hear him in the blind, just just breathe, just breathe. Because I was, (laughs) I mean, immediately shaken when he came out. And normally I'm pretty good. Normally I get nervous afterwards, Uh not before. I'm usually pretty calm, but I was a wreck when he came out.
0: (laughs) It's hard to not focus in on- The biggest year of your life, right? The the headgear, sure. And no, you know, it's all up to you. You can, it can, you can screw it up a lot of ways between him coming out and him being within range. So that's one thing. Just windows and blinds. We Mm -hmm. talked about it off air. It was, I mean, blinds are not easy to shoot out of. No. And, you know, I, they're easy to hunt out. They're of. easy to hunt out. They're of, not
1: but, easy to kill out. Right. Of. And and I think a lot of people think they are. Um, Mark and those guys make it look easy. Yeah. But the it's, timing and because yeah. when you're lowering windows and you don't know what deer are looking. And we were talking about pr- prior to this. I've been busted more times by the other deer there in the field. Not the deer I'm trying to shoot. Yeah. You know, whether it's a doe or a buck or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's like 10 yards from that the blind you don't know is there area. or something yeah. like that.
2: Well, Perry's last buck out of the blind like you watch him he's like trying to lean back and the deer keeps walking he's trying to get an angle through that vert that that tall vertical window and he's like pressing himself up against the wall that to, to get the right angle in right. there it's just such and a you start window.
0: messing with your the angle of your body and how you're shooting oh, yeah. that really can screw with you a lot it's not not like if you're out of a stand, up and downs one thing you can you can kind of hinge there at the waist. Hips. But when you're in a blind and you're in awkward, you kind of you know sometimes you have to kind of like squat
1: oh, down. Yeah. And that's you know, the way I was. I was leaning way out and yeah. around to shoot to shoot out and around. The, the that's window. where
0: you can really screw up the torquing way you're and everything and torquing, else. Yeah. Right.
1: And you know this is only the second deer I've ever sh- or buck I've ever shot out of a box blind uh, with a bow. Um, all of my deer have come most out of that are tree stands. So and I just. I block blinds are nice, um, but I just, there's something about being in a tree because you have what feels like Range more mobility, mobility you yeah. know, um, and the fact that you can hear, um, but no, they're, and they're especially nice when it's raining and when it's cold. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, the box blind. the reality is you can get in front of the deer a lot easier, oh, yeah. especially you got a scent proof real good scent proof sure. blind. I mean, it it's amazing what you can get away with yeah. when everything's tight, shut and closed. And, mm-hmm. but when it's time to shoot one, it gets nutty. No, doubt. Blind. no <laughs> doubt. No and doubt. No I, doubt. I often say it. I can't imagine a, just one person, hunt, you know, we're used to camera guys. Right. So sometimes they're the ones opening the window while you're drawing. And sure. I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can have help, but a, one single guy trying to open the windows and get everything set range, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. That, it gets real hectic, especially for the guys that sell film out of them. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Don Jensen does it all the time. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a rock star of the out of it, man. best I've ever seen self film. I don't she's even like mom. self-filming yeah. anyways. So she used to do <laughs> in a multi of Yeah, yeah. yeah. but time. for
1: the people that, the, that can do that consistently and kill them, it's, man, my hat's off to them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's
0: one thing to do with a gun. It's another thing right.
1: to do with a bow. With a bow is a whole other level. There's yeah. no question. Jeez. Well... You gonna quit deer hunting now? You've no. hit the <laughs> scene up here. That's what I hear a lot. What are you gonna you gonna hang it up? No, did no way. Did you win bow hunting? My wife asked me that. She's like, well, "Will shooting another one ever be the same?" I'm like, "Oh, it'll still be the same." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Are you done for the
0: season, honey? We missed his anniversary for this.
1: Yeah. Oh. I found him the morning of our anniversary. <laughs> oh, okay, so was <laughs> no, okay. It's but I didn't get home. Bad. I did miss it. I wasn't home till the next day. But no, I've shot several big ones on her birthday. She's pretty Awesome. It's kind of
2: her fault for being born at that. Her birthday is November the, the 7th. Yeah. That's yeah. not my fault.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's her parents' Thanks. fault. It's her <laughs> parents' fault. Some dumbass dad. Yeah. I can
1: say that because I did the
0: same thing. My <laughs> daughter's <laughs> birthday is November
1: 4th. <laughs> yep, there you go. Yeah. So I told her, I said, my favorite day in the world to hunt is your birthday. So I've missed quite a few. That's romantic.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready to jump into the real wild clip? Sure. All right. Is Brought it? to you by Nose Jammer. Ah. You got
0: the wrong wind, jam them up. Hey, hey, hey. If, if you stink real bad, just use it as a deodorant. <laughs> the gear and rear
2: wipes, they're a lifesaver for these after work hunts.
0: Yeah. Go out there and do a little uh, birdie bath. The other day, Scott, I was like, hey, he was spraying the boots down. I was like, hey, hit me in the hands real quick. Because, you know, you're. You, here's one thing you don't think about often. But say you're at work, you, you took a scent free shower in the morning, but you work all day, whatever. Mm. And you. I mean, you... Stink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, all right, give me that uh, European uh, bath.
1: <laughs> it smells great. It does smell great. Yeah. First time I ever smelled it, I was uh, a couple years ago and I was like, wow, this stuff smells awesome. <laughs> I'm going to eat it. You know yeah. Don't said? eat it.
2: Alan said it makes you smell like an exotic dancer. Uh, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I me wouldn't either. know either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we better move on. That's Alan for you. Okay. What do we got? Here? All right. So uh this I Let's see this week. Okay. Oh. We gotta-
2: oh. He hey, said, I'm only your, I'm only six years old. Isn't and that your kid. And look at him. Look at him cast that spinning spinning rod. Oh, okay.
0: I see what we are saying. Six years here. old and it'd be a lot cooler if he had a zebco. Operating a spinning reel. <laughs> it's, so Chris, what you probably don't realize, this is an inside joke. Okay. And they're making fun of me because I use a Zebco. Oh, okay. <laughs> making fun with you. No. It's, it, oh. So, well, you're, so the real wild clip's just your son <laughs> using a
2: spinning we, reel. We don't get the benefit of the audio, folks listening will, but he was like, "I'm only six
0: years old." So, he's, oh, so it is a straight up dig at you. <laughs> so you got your son to he, make fun he of He loves me.
2: casting, and he loves me videoing him.
0: All right, so all right, just so try, trying to be a good dad over here. Real funny, Tim. <clears throat>
2: okay. <clears throat> we should
0: on. help our buddy I, john out i think somebody in the rack pack was saying like i needed to get a sponsorship from zebco so big I, time i take yeah. it man let's do all it all day zebco have caught a lot of fish i have a feeling not for me but from others <laughs> i've
2: heard they're effective
0: you wonder how many first fish they've caught all right tim <laughs> all right so the question of the day is proudly brought to you by victory archery the carbon arrow experts. And this is brought to you by, uh, from a guy in the Rack Pack, John, what do you say? Engelbrecht?
2: It's funny because I have a buddy named John Elbrecht. And every time I see this name, it screws me up. I think it's my buddy. but
0: I see this guy post a lot. He does. He's a frequent Rack Packer. Uh, (laughs) You're in the Rack
1: Pack, aren't you? I don't know. If I'm not, I better join.
0: It's pretty much the coolest thing ever on (laughs) Facebook.
1: Private, (laughs) private, very private. Oh, nice. I think you're in there. Probably. If not, I will join it. Okay, sure.
2: <laughs> Last week when I welcomed the new members, I was like, please remit membership dues to Tim Chelswick And one guy that didn't think it was a joke. He said, if this thing costs money, please take me off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you should have said, well, it doesn't and you're still going to want to be taken off. All right. So he wants to know what kind of daylight movement can we expect if the moon is up and overhead most of the day, yet down at dear 30? Well, Dad always talks about it that being a screwed up moon, yeah, and a backwards moon, and not helping your cause for deer getting up in that last you know forty five minutes, half hour, and walking
1: daylight. Yeah, I've, mature I've noticed, bucks. Yeah, And I'm, I know the the old you know saying was a uh, falling moon in the morning, rising in the evening was was kind of the best moons to hunt. Yep. You know, and that's what I've always noticed myself too. So
0: yeah, so you know, I'd lie if I told you I knew. The exact answer for you, other than what I have been told and what I've witnessed. And a it just bit also myself.
1: depends on the time of year. You know, if you're on deer that are feeding, it might be different versus the heat of the rut when they're moving constantly. Yeah, Kind
2: of the way that question is written makes me wonder if John's not talking about nighttime.
0: <laughs> if the moon is up and overhead most of the day. And most of the day, yet yeah, down at dear thirty. <laughs> That's called nighttime, John. Is he talking about the uh, the eclipse we just had? <laughs> that, that
2: is something I wonder what's gonna because we're we're about to have. No, it happened. Did it really? I missed it. Yeah, and it yeah. was like eleven oh, fifty five.
0: It was super overcast and stuff. Yeah, right? nobody saw it around here. I I have a few friends down in Texas that were able to witness it, and they they had some cool pictures of like their you know of the concrete sidewalk. Oh, and yeah, yeah, Basically, it was the sun. You'd see the sun, and it. was almost like in your kids room like when you have you know the little night light on and it's got the moon and the sun and like it was covering each other so you saw a little bit of sliver of sun in the Mm -hmm. shadows or whatever but then the moon was covering most of it it was was pretty cool but around here it was so overcast you couldn't see anything
2: (sighs) we missed out
0: (laughs) yeah i wonder if that affected the deer movement though that made it weird i That was, was was that midday? Yeah, it was 11.55, I think, like
1: right around lunch. Well, you remember when we had that big eclipse a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. my cell cams blew up in that window. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, one of the main spots, and that was what? like two o'clock in the afternoon. Yes, something like that. it was Yeah, during the summer. And then immediately I had two or three cells at the time. Just boom, 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 started getting dear me. So you had to think they were like, what the hell's yeah. going on here? You know, with this. Did you kill I'm that confused. day? No, luckily. Good. Uh, I'd be in trouble if I did.
0: They, uh I remember I was sitting on my deck, we were watching it and all the. Oh, you got a deck. Yeah. Wow. All the cicadas started. Yeah. There was a shift. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I filmed it and, and you could hear
2: like. The daytime insects stop, and the nighttime yeah. insects pick up. was really eerie. It yeah. was bizarre. Yeah. It was
1: It was pretty crazy. I was at work, and I work for a chemical plant. And you know everything went dark. All the lights came on. The flares were really bright. And um, yeah. yeah, it looked like it was middle of the night. It was crazy. <laughs>
0: Weird. Well, John, we didn't answer your question very well. I would expect <laughs> uh, if the moon is up and overhead most of the day, yet down into your 30, here's what I would say. Final word on it. If your weather is deluxe, it probably won't affect them too terribly much. Weather trumps smooth, Which yeah. is what we had this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, I think a lot of people were thinking Saturday was going to be great. And the deer, from what I saw on camera, I couldn't go, of course. <laughs> I think they moved great. Sunday is what I thought would be a better day. And it, they, they really moved well, I think.
2: Yeah. Had I, a- I saw deer both days. I saw a mature buck Saturday night. Yeah.
0: Terry, we're going to tease. Ooh. Terry killed a giant yesterday with a capital G. Giant. Biggest Big. deer of his life. It's awesome. Yeah. That's the tease. <coughs> you have tuned. to stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Deer cast. Yeah. And we'll get him on for the podcast. Yeah. He'll tell the story himself. Mm. Huh. It was a giant, though. No, it's, it's a slammer.
1: <laughs> Just a flat out hammer of a deer. Yeah.
0: In Missouri, no doubt.
2: All right. Okay. The Wildlife Word is made possible by PH Outdoors, makers of the G-series of no-till drills. For our friends in the South putting in fall food plots, there's no better way to get that seed in the ground.
0: Yeah, I have seen like, you you know, the guys in the South, the moss Yoke guys. I look at like T-Bone and those guys, Michael, they're all getting their, just getting their food plots. in. it's (laughs) like, man, that seemed like eons ago got nothing to grow they're all complaining about it's like ah there's no rain it's like yeah you have a better chance now than we did two months ago we are in the future for them
1: i keep we just had a bunch of rain hit us just a few days ago and i'm like well maybe it'll green up a little bit now because we oversee everything (laughs) maybe
0: my weeds will grow everything's (laughs) crunchy exactly okay guys how
2: many stomachs does a deer have a one b two c three or d four
1: Chris? I don't know. I, I would have thought one. I'm guessing there's different sections of the stomach that it's going to be. Okay.
0: I would have thought one as well, but I'm going to go two just because I don't know. Okay. Spice things up a little yeah. bit. Okay.
2: Well, Chris
0: has gone the correct direction. Okay. I thought it was a trick the, question. Yeah. They,
2: have, <laughs> they have one stomach, but it's broken up into four chambers. Yeah. It's wrong
0: no matter how you look at Damn. it. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. They're incredible animals. They are. All right. Okay, you so got the shout
2: outs. Yeah. <laughs> Scott West from Virginia gave us five stars over on Apple podcast. He says, really enjoy the podcast, guys. It's my favorite outdoor pod." Oh,
0: it's his favorite. He didn't say it's not my favorite. It's his favorite.
1: Oh, that's good. I that's guess, good. Yeah. Well, I
0: we've had, we've heard we're internally. Gonna, we're, it's several people. It's, it's not, not their
1: favorite.
2: favorite. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to lose our reputation here because of Scott. It's my favorite outdoor podcast. And I appreciate the humor. Keep them coming. <laughs> Thanks, hey, Scott. <laughs> All right.
1: I will say that is my favorite Scott. sound bite The Scott one. Oh yeah. <laughs> Scott!
0: It is good. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I just I wish I had it just in general. Like Scott's walking around. I uh, but he was hit. Not, it. He would <laughs> not like that. <laughs> He's giving us the Poor Lord. Scott. <laughs> All right. So last but certainly not least, we're going to we talked about it earlier. The Rack Pack over on Facebook It's private Facebook group for like minded individuals that like to make fun of people, mostly Mm -hmm. Tim and saddle hunting, like to see big deer, like to talk crap on other people, mostly Tim and saddle hunting. Uh, No, it's a good it's cool. We're seeing some cool kills coming in through there right now.
2: If you're Engie, you call everyone Rack Blasters. Yeah. Rack Blasters. You know,
0: Engie. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love shooting spiders, that man. Okay. So we have some new Rack Pack members. We got Tyler Brown, which is actually my cousin Jody, the name of her husband. I don't think this is him, though, because he's not a hunter. But maybe. Chris Comer. No, no, no. I've heard that name several times. Is
1: he a, He's a real estate agent. Yeah,
0: he's a real estate mm-hmm. agent. Uh Miss Hindquarters. Miss Hindquarters. I think that's the fake name, Tim. Fake name we'll every week. Roll to the rest mm. of them and see... Dalton Brazel. Ugh. Brazel. Hunter Smith. Gotta be mm. fake. Brandon LoCoco. Sounds French. Uh, uh, I like that name. Lacoco. Lacoco. <laughs> that's probably how he says it. Hey, guys. I'm Brandon LoCoco. <laughs> He's a villain from a soap opera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With a scar on his face. He walks in like certain music... <laughs> Plays <laughs> it's like da, a, da, da, Dr. Da. Dr. Evil. That's awesome. Yeah. Steven Chris. Joshua Traverse. This sounds like a car. That's cool. Sawyer McAllister. Welcome, uh-huh. Rack Packers. Your life will never be the same. <laughs>
2: Poor Sophie. I took her out hunting Saturday morning and we had a doe walk in front of us at 25 yards. She was shooting the mission crossbow and she got target panic and it happens shot yeah. behind the deer. Ah. She missed the hindquarters and oh, the tie. In there. <laughs> yes. And uh, she started crying. Poor thing. Because, you know, she gets, she gets so worked these two. They were, and she's probably, had some trials and tribulations in hunting. She's been hunting for probably four years now. I mean, when she finally kills a buck, she will have definitely earned I, it. I can relate to her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she, <laughs> she's the hunters. every man of deer hunting. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, you know, she learned a great, I was like, okay, so what did you do? Like, what needs to be different next time? And I gotta breathe. It was a, it was a clean, it was a clean miss. So you didn't hit the thing. You just spooked him out mm-hmm. of the plot. Like, no harm no foul well, what was but it it was like a yearling doe yeah she, it, there was two of them that came in the mom was kind of hanging back in the timber still hey,
0: and that's not easy either because it's a small target yeah you know what sure. i mean like mm-hmm. it's a smaller target yep
2: and and we had watched them for probably five minutes so we had all that time See, to kind of build up. up and i was like just you know pick some pick a job that you want to do during that time and let's focus on making a good shot next time
1: yeah it's funny i Last year, my daughter she's killed a lot of deer with a rifle, and she was going to crossbow hunt. Actually, Tucker Corey lent me his crossbow, Mm. and he's got a mission crossbow. And she was just driving tacks with it. And my little boy Brody, he was six at the time. He's like, "Hey, can I shoot it?" You know, I'm like, "Sure, absolutely." So we got a great big target out there for him to shoot. And I I said, "Put it on that brown dot." And I'm filming the dot, and you just see he must have went like this when he shot it, and the arrow just. (laughs) launches going out into the middle of the farm and he asked me, he's like, Are you proud of me? And I'm like, oh, oh buddy. So, oh I yeah. well, am really yeah, fun. He was all excited, you know, and I'm like, you did it. You shot it. You know, <laughs> better order some more arrows for Tucker. <laughs> but so I was nervous going into turkey season, how he would do, and he shot shotgun fantastic. Now yeah. he he did shoot the decoy on accident, but that was because the 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 bird was strutting lined up with one of the yeah, AJ yeah, yeah. cars. Sam did that and too. And the and the um the light was sunlight was just right in his face. So he couldn't. I looked down through the scope like yeah. that. And he couldn't see squad, but he got him on the second shot. So it worked out good. But yeah, I laughed so hard because he just. You're proud he, of me? I, I, Yeah, <laughs> I'm filming the target. And you just see the arrow fly through the air like that. It was hilarious. I mean, the goal is to
0: get as far as you can, right? Yeah. So that that you you made a comment that reminded me of something. So we we mentioned how you you and your dad have hunted with jury outdoors for a long time. And um, so back in those early days, you guys are from the Crystal City area, yep. Festus, Missouri. We're from Bloomsdale, so relatively close proximity. Sure, There's a restaurant called The Beacon. Oh It's yeah. no longer there, but- I uh, heard
1: they're reopening it. Oh, really? That's what my mom told so me. So
0: it's kind of between those two locations. Okay. And when Chris, when, when you know, this is, I'm talking 88, 89, you would have been probably six.
1: Yeah. Well, I was born in 86. so I'd have been okay. little if it was well, that later. But, okay. So-
0: yeah. Jeff would always say he he would call Chris Buck. Yeah. Buck be a good boy, daddy, take you to the beacon. That was always, and Mark and Terry, if anybody's ever met him in person, they will make fun of everyone, and <laughs> yeah. And, and yep. dad's a great impressionist, <laughs> so he he would do the voice of Jeff saying that, well, he would say that to me all the time, so you said, are you proud of him? I yeah. think about, be a good boy, daddy, take, take to you to the, the beacon.
1: beacon. We used to go there all the time when I was breakfast, young. Breakfast, all oh, the yeah. time.
0: We'd go there all the time, too. My grandpa had a meal named the
1: RVD mess. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> yeah, like Basically, it was <laughs> everything. everything. Well, when was I was skillet. little,
1: my dad used to take me to Han park and we'd oh. call in turkeys yeah. you know before turkey season just call them in and watch Screw them gobble them. and stuff yeah. we'd always go to the beacon afterwards <laughs> yeah so it was always kind of a special treat to go there
0: yeah it was so that's what we would do after a hunt we'd never kill anything I. That was relating to Sophie there. We'd never killed <laughs> anything. Deer Turkey it was like five years till uh, I killed my first anything. And we would always just, it's like he'd look at me, he's like, Hey, you want to go get breakfast at the beacon? I'm like, Yeah, yep. I do. I There's get the, hell the redeeming here. factor. But yeah. uh, we so he would call he would say that to me so much. The guys at the on the construction site start calling me Buck. He still
1: calls me Buck to this day. Yeah. And when we were hunting together, it would confuse me because, and I'm like, (laughs) dude, you can't call me Buck because I think there's a buck coming. (laughs) Like, you know, so, but yeah, to this day, it's, hey, Buck. And like when he 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 needs something. So, yeah. That's funny. That's cool.
0: Those are the throwbacks. These guys, like I said, been with us a long time. We got video footage of Chris on Mark's shoulders. Yeah. I was probably three or four years old then. Yeah. Like I said, the, the, footage of jeff he was part of that gang of guys walking out of the moss in their moss yoke walking out of the timber classic intro shots. so yep. cool and i'm jeff Propes from crystal city missouri right. and you know or whatever he would say he had so. that
1: big hair yeah. <laughs> yeah of course everybody did back then yeah yeah the Huge trucker advances. hats were even
0: bigger yep. mm-hmm. so, yeah
1: that was when era. uh like green leaf had just come out oh yeah you know that was the og stuff right there yeah. for sure
0: So any fond memories from those days But you guys? I mean, hell you killed an elk. How old were you when you killed that giant elk? 14. New Mexico? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 14. I mean, we you know, that was one thing great about when we filmed for all those years, because we went to so many cool places, Mm. you know, we, you know, Northwest territories, caribou hunting, Yeah, moose hunting in Alaska. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of them back then. Um, Alberta hunting with Corey Jarvis. Yeah. You know, so that was one thing that was great about it. And, couple years ago when i wanted to get back into film and i just knew he wanted nothing to do with it. like he he i'll probably film him some this year now that i don't have a tag but he's not running a camera yeah yeah (laughs) he wants nothing to do with that anymore it's a different element yeah
0: it takes it does take something away as much as it adds as far as the memory goes it takes away sure and in some respects you know i think about all the deer that we didn't kill because of the camera are moments that you know, your lowest of lows missing Mm -hmm. or hit one bad, you're on camera. You have to, you know, suck it up and, you know, say the right thing because you'll get killed from the viewers at home. If you react incorrectly, like there's a lot of not great stuff, the great stuff, the memories and sharing the hunts with somebody with you in a tree or in a blind. Absolutely. That's the fun part Mm -hmm. of it. And that's the part I missed the most was
1: I got nobody to talk to and stand anymore, you know? And so when I filmed him, um, in 2020, he killed a big buck for whitetail properties. And I filmed in the timber. And I was like, that's when I was like, man, I kind of missed this. Yeah, Mm -hmm. It was fun to film this and being with somebody in the stand, you know, because for five or six years, we hadn't hunted together in like five or six years, never had sat after we stopped. Um, we just were hunting and shooting. (laughs) So it worked out great, but it was, man, I I missed it. You know, I'm glad I, I had such a bad season last year. It was nice to, you know, now kind of have kind Bounce of a yeah. redemption yeah. from so the rest year. of the season,
0: how many just Missouri firearm? Do you do the Missouri firearm? Yeah, season? and
1: I'll and I'll I might bow hunt being that I killed my target deer. Yeah. Um, but I should have an Iowa tag. I I have like five or six points in Iowa, but I put off drawing a tag for this deer. Did you no. yeah and I have yeah. some good farms to hunt in Iowa, but I was like I don't want to draw that tag yeah, and then, then have, have a giant and, yeah, no, well, and, and you know, that tag takes so long to get yeah. for a non resident. So I, I put off Iowa this year, I'll probably Put in next year, but I think yeah. I have six points. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I'll just either try to find a real old buck to shoot or see what else happens during the rut. You know, because I'll, Illinois at all, or I don't know, I don't really have a spot over okay. in Illinois. So, come on, Tucker. <laughs> yeah, where you at? <laughs> Brady and Tucker, they got all the Illinois spots. <laughs>
0: Well, congratulations, man! I appreciate buck of a lifetime. Well deserved. You've you've uh, you've hunted a ton, and you're you said you're old, but that's still relatively young life.
1: Yeah, and uh, well deserved. (laughs) I appreciate, guys. Thank you very much.
0: Well, we
2: should let people know that the next episode, we it's a big guest. Yeah we got Mr. Jim Shockey.
0: That's right. He's got a new book coming out uh that tea. he's going on tour for and we're going to talk a little bit about the book. So I'm excited to Jim's it, awesome. jump into that. Yeah. Awesome
2: guy. Yeah, he it's, is. It's a step down from from this episode like in terms of guests, <laughs> a guest.
0: But stick with where's us. Where's your <laughs> cowboy hat. Yeah, I should have.
1: <laughs> Get a kerchief and no, ring he, the roll. Jim's awesome. He's always been one of my favorites. Oh yeah. Don't me. Yeah,
0: class act Shockey. Been awesome. So All, all right. right. And then we're going to have a podcast soon with Terry. This, this we is a giant deer. Uh-huh. So we're going to get into it. Man, yeah.
1: it is a slammer. <laughs> yeah. It is awesome.
0: And a smoke and kill.
1: Oh, yeah. Force killed it.
0: Yeah. All right. All, All right. right. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Peace out. Deercast is now supercharged with maps. Get ahead of your game with killer new features like live Doppler radar, wind checkout to five days, virtual rain gauges, GPS path tracking, and more.
2: Plus, get our 14 day revolutionary Deercast prediction and access
0: to Deercast Track. Prep, predict, and pursue with Deercast.